Welcome to the offer. The no sugar added approach to the talent triangle with an unfiltered view of employers, candidates, and recruiters. I am your host, Michael Glinter. The offer Before we get started, just a reminder, if you need any type of services, questions, you are looking to do a sponsorship on my show, or you have needs as far as resumes or anything as far as the staffing industry, please email me at michael at michaelglinter.com. Again, that is michael at michaelglinter.com. So we can connect. You can also check me out on social media. And please, as a reminder, don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast to get weekly updates as well as please pass along information to your friends and family. Today is another special edition of the coronavirus update. This update is centered more around employers, employees, candidates in the staffing sector, just to kind of give you a little up to speed on where we're at. First, number one thing to remember as an employer, just because there is panic to protect employees, make sure you align with your HR group and legal department on guidelines on how that affects protected classes. One of the biggest mistakes you want to do is start utilizing or putting together a process to send people home or restrict people in meetings without understanding how that could affect or propagate discrimination in the workplace. Make sure you get with your legal department and HR department to make sure you're following certain guidelines as to not put yourself into a legal situation. Sick employees. I hear all the time companies saying, if you're sick, don't come to work. But what companies are not thinking about is the fact that some of those employees are hourly and that affects their paycheck. And on the flip side, I love it when companies say, stay at home, use your PTO time. I don't want to use my PTO time. If I don't feel well, but I'm not sick sick, I'm going to come in because I don't want to spend one of my sick days. Well, that's the wrong attitude. As a company, you should be giving more flexibility, lifting sick policies or expanding sick policies so that people do not get dinged every time they have to stay home because they may fearly have the virus. So we need to enact exceptions to the policies which will allow employees to make that decision to stay home to protect their coworkers. Many companies are now developing work from home strategies. Work from home strategies have been around for a long time. A lot of big companies have it, and even a lot of small companies have it as well. However, what many people don't often think about is the strain that work from home puts on the infrastructure with regards to IT. It is very important that if you are going to implement a work from home strategy, you start thinking about how the strain on the IT services side is going to affect people's connectivity in order to get work done. I am totally for working from home, especially if it means containing the virus, but please don't don't look beyond the fact that it will negatively impact your IT infrastructure. The other thing is, is don't forget about what is required for people to work from home. I hear all the time people saying that they're going to outfit their employees with laptops, you know, telephones. The big, one of the biggest industries affected by this virus is the electronics industry. 
there's already notably a backlog and delays of getting electronics to the consumer and to the companies because of shortages. Because a lot of the components made in computers is made in China and Asia. So make sure you are stockpiling and getting ready for those resources to be ex extended to your employees. Have laptop computers, have telephones available, because you're going to have a hard time buying them in a month or two months. And if you don't have them already available, then that's going to restrict your ability to allow people to work from home. Shortages are going to happen within the electronic business. So if you are a company and you plan on potentially having a work from home program, please plan accordingly. Please make sure you have a level of understanding on how absenteeism is going to affect the workplace. Tolerance is very important. Make sure you shift employees that are currently working on long-term strategic strategies into more critical and immediate needed roles, especially those roles that are impacted by people working from home. One of the biggest concerns that companies have if, if, is that they have a large quantity of employees that are working from home or calling sick because they're not feeling well. How are you going to respond by supporting the business if the critical need employees are, not, are absent or not there to do their jobs? So make sure that you have a plan, a contingency plan. If certain employees are out, who's going to take over those roles and who are going to pick up the slack? Implementation of employee hygiene awareness is extraordinarily imperative, meaning don't just rely on the news and advertising, but you need to be dictating to your employees a mandatory workforce clean and sanitation program. You need to teach your employees how to effectively wash their hands, how to effectively contain any type of bacteria, and keep people from getting sick. So make sure you give guidance to your employees. Don't just rely on third parties. Free up working capital. Make cash available so that as the outbreak or virus continues, you have working capital and access to funds to help support the needs as they arise. There's going to be strain on resources across the board. Public utilities, raw materials, and health services are going to be constrained, and oftentimes there may be a limitation of these types of resources. Your company should be positioned accordingly to project and understand and tolerate the limitation of these resources moving forward. I have heard and understand that during the SARS outbreak, there were times where some public utilities had to free services for periods of times or blackouts in order to support the strain on the business or on the industry. So please make sure you're ready for such a situation as that may become a reality. Your priorities need to be on the basis of immediate impact to the safety and security of your employees, not the overall business process and performance. Understand, during any time of an epidemic, your business is not going to sustain the profitability levels as they did before. This doesn't mean that you punish your employees or punish your business. This means you have to take into consideration your profits will go down. Understand, you should never cut corners that may cause ill will safety issues or security issues within your employee workforce. Make sure that that is your number one priority. Think about the entire organization and your impact going forward on global decisions. 
While China is the largest impact on the supply chain, what many people don't realize is the tier two and tier three suppliers that ultimately affect your business. Just because you buy a certain material or a certain product from somebody here in the U.S., you don't understand that part of the materials that they use that make those products for you may be coming from overseas, which ultimately will end up in a shortage and a supply to you. Understand these implications and don't be retaliatory when it comes to shortages from your suppliers. Communicate with them, understand where they're getting their supplies from, and understanding the projected shortages as they come. One of the biggest concerns from an HR perspective during times of this type of epidemic is the discrimination causes that may come from stereotypes or biases. For instance, in this case, many people are blaming the virus on Asia, on China. This means that you're going to see a growing number of discriminatory behavior due to the virus connected towards people of Asian descent, as well as people that may be showing signs of health issues or health problems. Please be aware that this is going to be a cause based on the biases that we have as Americans today. And as HR professionals, we need to be prepared to address these problems as they come and make sure they don't become an epidemic within the workplace. Set up a hotline for your employees. You have an anonymous hotline for your employees so that they can call in and report any issues going on within the business and any problems that they see that may be affecting the business from a long-term perspective. Now, as employees and candidates and people sitting at home, there are many critical factors that you need to consider in your day-to-day. Hygiene is critical. If there's ever a time where you decide to wash your hands, it's now. If there's ever a time you decide to wash your hands three times more than you usually do, it's now. Cleaning with FDA-approved products is critical, especially when you're cleaning things around you and in your household. There's a list in my podcast notes that you can link to that'll tell you all the FDA-approved products that will hopefully prevent you from getting the virus. Think about everything that you touch. Many times we don't think about these things. The door handle at the store, the credit card machine and the pen that you use to sign, the credit card machine touchscreen, the fuel pump. One of the best ways to prevent the ongoing transmission of a virus is to have sanitizing wipes or Lysol or Clorox wipes on hand with you at all times so you can wipe down these items and or wipe down yourself once you actually use these products. It is very essential and probably the most critical advice that I can give you is don't touch your face. If you go and use a public domain, whether it be a door or a handle or whatever, make sure you wash your hands before putting your hands to your face at any time. There are going to be school closings, and there's going to be a strain for child care providers and child care alike. Not only is it important to take note that people may be absent from work because of child care, but also that your children are going to be in environments where they can also be susceptible to getting the virus, meaning at third-party providers. While it is known that children are not dramatically affected by the virus and have the highest rates of recovery amongst the people that get the virus, please take into consideration that your children hanging around their grandparents, 
they could actually transmit the virus to them, who are the most susceptible of the generations. It is very important to protect our elders and very important to protect people that have any type of medical situations that may cause them to have respiratory or any other types of disparities which could cause illness by the virus. Try to limit your exposure to your grandchildren. I know this is hard to say, but make sure you understand the critical nature of this virus. It can be transmitted for two weeks without any signs that the virus is in your system, and the most common people that could get the virus are children. Children don't listen. They touch their face. They lick their fingers. They touch everything. And in that process, they could be picking up the virus. While they may not show symptoms and they may not get sick, they could also project the virus onto other people. So it's very important to keep that in mind when your kids are around other people, including strangers, including your grandparents, including your parents, just so they don't get sick as well. Just because you're allowed to work from home doesn't mean your responsibilities are less. Your lack of performance and lack of duties may cause undue harm to the organization and also put strains on your employees and coworkers. Make sure that when you're sent home to do work, you focus on your day-to-day and be critical in the success of your organization and don't let you working from home jeopardize not only your employment, but the employment of people around you. If you are working in an industry where you can't work from home and you have to go to work, please bear in mind that not only can your staff members and fellow employees be subjected to sickness, but also your customers not only can bring sicknesses to you, but also you can bring sicknesses to them. So when you're in a business where you can't work from home, just be cognizant of your behaviors in and around your coworkers and your customers. Understand that it should be an understanding that not shaking hands, patting people on the back, or touching people in any physical way is not your lack of concern or lack of care of that person, but strictly on the sense of trying to protect yourself and them. It is very important to remember that cleaning and sanitizing and washing your hands at every moment of every day, especially when you're interacting with other people, is critical to stop the spread of the virus. Lastly, I like to talk about staffing. Staffing has been a big question mark in a lot of people's minds, and I want to dispel some of the issues that we're talking about. First, it is absolutely terrible of an idea to freeze all staffing and all recruitment practices. Many times, the staffing and recruitment practices are for critical needed positions that have, that have to do with the sustainability and the ongoing production or operations of a business. Just because we have a virus outbreak, just because we have to shift gears, doesn't mean we have to free staffing. First, focus heavily on critical need positions. Prioritize roles that you're filling based on the needs of the business and make sure you continue the staffing practices as usual. Make clear communication channels with your suppliers and your customers on your needs when there is a shortage of labor. Understand how that shortage of labor will impact both your suppliers and your customers as well as communicate with your suppliers on how their shortage of labor may impact you. Have a critical backup plan. When I say critical backup plan, if you know you're going to have a shortage or know that there's a potential of having a shortage, be able to distribute the workload to people accordingly. Also, please consider 
that you can always hire contractors for direct hire laborers to fill gaps temporarily. Contractors are out there. People are unemployed. There's no reason why you can't jump on a contractor to get things done while you're in the midst of this crisis. Use technology as a tool. Many of my clients are now interviewing candidates via Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, video interviews, rather than doing in-person interviews. If it is critical that you see a person face-to-face, that's fine. But understand, a video interview can be supplemented for a face-to-face interview often times than not. Most jobs do not require you to physically touch the person that you're interviewing. So if you have the opportunity to make a hiring decision based off of FaceTime or Skype or a video interview or a series of video interviews, please take advantage of your technology. This is an effort to limit the amount of exposure that people will have, but also continue the hiring process. Freezing staffing as a whole is harmful not only to your business, but also to the economy and to people around you. So do not take that type of severe action unless necessary. Very important to note that you need to be increasingly aware of discrimination, specifically on race, especially with Asian Americans. There, was a, there has been an uptick on Asian discrimination during the SARS outbreak, and this is not an Asian virus. This is a global virus. Just because the virus particularly started in the Asian region doesn't mean that Asian people should then be subjected to discrimination because of that. Please make sure that you keep an eye on all managers, employees alike, to make sure that their unconscious or conscious bias is not putting undue discrimination against Asian Americans. These are people too. Just because the outbreak started one place doesn't mean that they're to blame for a global pandemic. You need to start creating an understanding within your workforce as well as in the staffing process that when you meet somebody face-to-face, it is no longer necessary to shake hands, tap hands, high-five, whatever you do to greet somebody, that, quite frankly, just saying hello is good enough. There's many recommendations out there that you stay within a certain distance of people. Reinforce to all your participants, not only in the staffing process, but also your employees at work, that it is perfectly acceptable to keep your distance and perfectly acceptable not to put your hand out knowing that this virus is so contagious. If there are ways to limit your travel for hiring, please do so. You could even offer candidates the ability to drive in for interviews so that they do not have to be exposed to airlines and flying on a plane if they want to volunteer to do so. It is not uncommon for candidates to drive five or six hours to an interview as long as they're being compensated for that drive. So please encourage this behavior If you can provide a candidate the option of not traveling on a plane where they could be subjected to many aspects of getting the virus, do this as it may. If you cannot hire the person over a video interview or via Skype or FaceTime. Right now, it's a critical time for everyone to heed the advice of the CDC. The limitation of hand-to-hand contact, the, the processes to keep areas that we are in day-to-day clean, and to make sure that we don't go into environments where we could subject people to the virus is critical. How we adjust our workday is most important. 
This doesn't mean we lock everything down. This doesn't mean we go on to a discriminating fashion. This doesn't mean we stop everything we're doing. This just means we need to be more cognizant of our behavior. And most importantly, stop discrimination. Don't make assumptions. Don't, don't judge people based on how they look, how they're feeling, how they say they're feeling, or the perception of that which. Simply communicate with your coworkers, your friends, your family, members of management, and the people around you. This is a time that we come together, work together to stamp out this virus and keep it from spreading. Hopefully this helps. Over the next couple of weeks, I will likely be dropping special report podcasts updating you on the coronavirus and how, we're, how it's impacting the supply chain, how it's impacting our employees, and how it's impacting on staffing. If you want to participate in these podcasts, if you want to bring a certain element of understanding, experience, professionalism to these podcasts to help reach out to people and help them with this process, please contact me at any time at michael at michaelglinter.com. Again, if you want to be a part of these podcasts and you also want to offer free advice or give any type of information that could benefit the people that are listening to my podcast, reach out to me at michael at michaelglinter.com or you can hit me on any of my social media as well as if you have any suggestions, topics that you want to talk about, opinions, anything of the like, please feel to reach out to me. Please don't forget, subscribe to my podcast. You'll get the latest and greatest of all the different episodes that come out as well as please share, like, forward, and send to your friends. And also, for, for everybody's sake, please be careful, please sanitize, please wash, and please cognizant to the people around you so that we can stamp this virus and put it to rest. Have a wonderful day.